Hey everybody, and welcome back to another exciting episode of 90s Horror Films. I'm your host, Jonathan Moody, and I'm here with my special guest. You want to say your name? Maddie. Maddie Deering. Yes. How are you doing, Maddie? Great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Um, I, yes, we were just talking earlier. I just watched this movie for the first time. You've probably seen a billion. I think it's long to watch this movie. What? I can't believe it took you this long to watch this movie. I don't know what it was. Like, I just don't. I know what it was. It was dentist stuff, you know? Yeah. I have a funny story to tell you. My, uh, guess who I got a call from today? Or a message from, like my text message from. The dentist? Yes, my dentist. Well, the dentist company. But they they were just telling me, because I am going in for a cleaning or whatever, like a checkup, you know, kind of thing. Uh, in yeah. April, and they were just telling me that there was, uh, I mean, I can still go in, but the the dentist himself uh, will be the only dentist there, and so he's taking other, you know, what I mean, it's gonna be swamped with stuff. So if I want to, I can still do it, or we can change the, you know, um, yeah, thinking I'm gonna change it, you know, not because of this movie, but because you know I don't want to stress my dentist out too much. Me. He's already got a lot going, I guess. So I'm gonna let him. I'll let him have a couple months or something, and then I'll I'll come back in like June, I guess. See if I can come back in June. But you know, because it's not like I'm not. My teeth aren't hurting or anything, so I don't want to. Yeah, you know. Um, What? It's not an emergency. It's it's not an emergency. It's just a checkup. Um, and the last the last checkup was six months ago, and my teeth were fine. Like there was no no cavities or no issues, so Doctor no Feinstein decay. Something different. What? Doctor Finestone, I have something different. To say well, Doctor Finestone, interesting person, just thinks everybody's mouth is filled. Will, will always be filled with decay. You know, nothing's ever perfect enough for him. Apparently not. You know, is that? Would you say that's like the theme of this movie? Yeah, somewhat. Yeah, like the theme of this movie is, you know, this guy thinks like he can't have anything perfect. Can't have the perfect life. Can't have the perfect wife. Can't have the perfect job. Can't have the perfect clients. Everything is not perfect, and it's driving him insane, you know, or whatever. Which pisses me off because, like, I I understand it's the pills and the fact that he's not. I, I, maybe he took too many of them. At one point, he's like shoving them in his mouth, and I was like, "Oh my god," you know. But um, you know, most of the time, I'm watching it, going, "Oh god, this guy's just having a psychotic break," you know. Yeah, and, right down. Yeah, and he's seeing decay everywhere, even when there's no decay. You know, exactly. like that that girl with the braces, who I felt so sorry for and scared Sarah. for, Sarah. Loved her to death. Uh, I mean, I I got her. Like she wanted her braces off because she oh, yeah. wanted to throw she a party. Really cool party. Yeah, to show off that she does not have any braces, and she had really nice teeth. I know. And then he like look re looks at her, and all he can see is disgusting teeth. And I'm like, she doesn't have disgusting teeth. You just said she had nice teeth. What the hell, man? I don't know. I wasn't liking Doctor Feinstein. You know, well, fine, stone. fine stone, fine stone. Keep the one saying fine steen. I don't know if that just sounds better or whatever. Fine stone, 
you know. But that's an interesting name too, because it's not spelled like F I N E, but like it's a fine stone, you know. So I don't know Funny if that story was. Is, uh, if you ever heard this, like when I was on message boards back in the day, like, you know, way back in the day. Are you uh, talking about IMDb message boards or like? Oh, no, like upcoming horror movies, message boards, stuff like that. Uh, you know, be around when AIM, I guess, that type of. I was in high school, I think. Uh, you know, but my screen name for these uh, horror message boards was Dr. Feinstein. Nice. Didn't Yeah. anybody get it? Like, did many people get it? Or Yeah, people got it. Okay. Well, I mean, you're on the horror message board, so Exactly. horror So horror people lovers should get it. activist, I mean, it was a popular movie. And, you know, that's where I met a lot of, like, horror, you know, types of people and learned about a lot of movies because I remember renting this on VHS from my video store and everything. Becoming a big fan. So, yeah, Dr. Feinstone, people knew. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. So, when was That the was first time you saw this movie? You said you saw it when you was on VHS back in the day. Oh, yeah. And I remember looking for it on DVD forever. I wanted to own a copy because I must have rented a lot. I don't even know why I was so obsessed with this movie because I feel like it did make me a little bit afraid to go to the dentist when I was older. <laughs> Really? How could it not? I mean, a little bit, like, you know. But. I think the only problem I have with that is like, okay, so ghosts and shit, you don't know when ghosts will appear, you know, or whatever, right? You know, when you're watching a ghost movie and you see whatever, you don't know if there's a ghost in a house Yeah. somewhere or something, whatever. Um, when it comes to like people with psychotic breaks, it's like one in a hundred chance or something, Oh, for you know, sure. like, so For it doesn't sure. scare me. And I think, This is the problem I think... I have with horror is that there's so much out there that can just sort of not happen, you know, like this Yeah. is just a chance that this will happen. That doesn't terrify me as much as it probably should. I think people are already afraid of the dentist. So watching this movie, they're like, oh, man. But Yeah, I don't want to go see the dentist because now he might have a mental breakdown mental and try to breakdown. kill me, you know, But um, I remember, I, I just remember this was one of the first DVDs I bought after Dracula 2000, whatever. So it was probably in like 2000 I bought the DVD. So I probably saw the movie late 90s somewhere. Originally, Originally, yeah, it must have been. I mean, it was ninety I don't know. six, so I don't think, it, yeah, I was probably like 98 or something. yeah. I was born in 88. I, God, I was like 10 or 11 or something. Wow, you're ten or eleven. You're like, I must, you know, must have been maybe, maybe 12. I don't even know. oh jeez, But did you tell your parents I'm not going to the dentist? You can't make no, me. not at all. No, um. I think that internalized. went to when I was older and I was like, oh, I don't get to see the dentist and I finally did. And, you know, I'm good now, but I did go a long time. <laughs> It's so funny. Uh, I when when I was a kid, I would go to the dentist, and my dentist kept telling my parents, like, "Don't worry about, yo, Jonathan's doing great. He doesn't, blah blah blah." Right? And this one dentist I had kept telling my parents that my teeth were fantastic, you know, or whatever. Right? How many people have, yeah. Right? And then uh, we went to another dentist because that dentist stopped working. And I would go to a different dentist, and that dentist was like. Jonathan's teeth is completely 
you know, messed up right now, needs, you know, blah, 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 blah. And my parents are like, what the hell? You know, like, where did, like, where did that come from? So. Because every doctor and every doctor, dentist, whatever you see is going to have a different opinion. Yeah, I guess. I mean, and that's why people get second opinions, you yeah. know, or whatever. hundred percent understandable. Yeah. Dr. Feinstein might tell you you got rotting teeth. The next dentist might say, oh, you're fine. Yeah, you're fine, Sarah. Like, your teeth are perfect. <laughs> I don't know what Dr. Fine, uh, Feinstone was thinking. He's a little nuts right now, you know. And he is. He was in a, he was in a I Love Me jacket later at the end of the movie, you know. That's what we call it, the I Love Me jacket, you know. Yes. Um, but, yeah, I, you know, so, so to begin with in this movie, Dr. Feinstone is uh, – you know he's he's got a great practice. He's um he's got incredible rooms in his uh in his practice. Like really um, neat, actually. For any real dentist to have some of the stuff he has, like I mean, I really think it's kind of cool what his character does. If he wasn't a psychopath, like he's got like the what rainforest type room with like music and whatever. An opera room at the end, yeah. you know, or toward the end. Fine stuff. For some but reason, you know, like to make people comfortable, and I think that's a really cool idea. And I've never had a dentist like that. Yeah, no, my my dentist. If he was is a like real normal. dentist and not a psychotic person. Well, I mean, because he's well, not yes, psychotic until later, but he, yeah, he, he does like he's rich, right? Yes, you know, yes. and in fact, I think there's I forgot what character it was. Maybe it was the IRS guy. But there was one character that was like, yeah, you, oh, no, it was the girl. It was the woman. She's like, you're doing pretty well for yourself, huh, there, you know? Yeah. Like, because your place is like, look at this place, you know, and everything. It's pretty amazing. And he, he, I mean, he was uh, the IRS guy played by Earl Bowen, yeah. by the way. And I, yeah. I'm going to say I gushed over this cast. I really did. Um I mean, you got Corbin Burnson, which was the main, you know, main thing there. But then you've got uh, Kim, uh, Kim Foray, who I just yeah. absolutely adore. Yeah, and, actually, uh, autographed my dentist DVD back in the day, and I'm sure he said, "Why the fuck are you having me sign this movie?" But no, no, no. He had he looked like he had a lot of fun on this movie. He you probably know? did, and I love Ken Foray, but this is yeah. Be, well, what are you gonna know, do? What are you I... gonna get him to sign? The Devil's Rejects, you know, DVD. The uh, is great, but the dentist is. Yeah, Halloween. DVD. But I, I thought it was funny. No, I did love his character in but Halloween. I, mean, I love the Yeah, in me too. Rob Zombie's Halloween, like he just Bubba. I think it was his yeah. name. I just fucking loved him. I like think a, so. Yeah. Yeah, he was. He's he great was, in everything. Yeah, yeah, the dentist is one of my favorites. I hadn't. That was. I haven't autographed. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, he was he was great. I met him once. I didn't get him to sign anything. Right? I don't think I even took a picture with him. I just met him and went to Harkovich. He's really yeah. nice. Just very cool, down to earth. If I yeah, do, he... I'll get a picture with him at some point. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, but then uh, so yeah, we got Kim Foray. We got uh, um, we got Oral Bowen, who I just absolutely adore. Period. Yeah, right. And his and, character, one of my oh, favorites. You have the Incredible Hulk. Yep. Yeah, Earl. Well, before we get to the Incredible Hulk, uh, we we have we have Earl Bowen. Like talking about Earl Bowen a little oh, bit because yeah. okay. I, I mean, 
what Terminator and you know um ton of other movies that the dude's been yeah, he's like, always been one of my favorite characters on this movie because he's like that shitty irs guy i always get him kind of mixed up with the two other actors and that's the guy from the father from stepfather or step uh stepbrothers you know what i'm talking about the uh yeah richard jenkins remember. richard jenkins and i always get him and i always get jeffrey lewis and they all sort of have that old guy bald yeah, yeah. you know look to them and i'm always like but they're all wonder the all different actors like if you ever yeah. really see them different people but you know earl earl was great because it was more comedy for him in this like he was it looked yeah. like he was having fun you know oh, for sure character. yeah and the way he you know spoiler alert but oh yeah well what yeah. freaks me out i mean that's right behind you so it's right behind me it didn't freak me out never I, mind i guess oh man, man it didn't that, freak oh. me out i don't know why it, it should have because it is probably a creepy. I just thought it looked really cool. And did you see oh, who did the special effects on this movie? Oh yeah, Anthony uh, Ferrante or whatever. Oh, uh, yeah, Star- dude. Oh my god, this that is. is- awesome. Yeah, actually, when I rewatched this on Blu-ray, I was like, I know that name, and then I was like, Shark. Well, obviously, I knew right away Shark. Man. How did you not like catch that from the very second when you saw that name? Because I know, like, well, anytime I, I see Anthony Ferrante, the first thing I think of is Sharknado. Yeah. Anyone then- would. And so the second I, time I didn't of, noticed it until I was watching it recently because like, I hadn't been a while. And I was like, oh my God. And then the first time I ever think of um, uh, Sharknado, I think of you. So you oh, love sharks. I, I think anyone does at this point. I think at this point, everybody that knows you, that's all when they yeah, think I mean, Sharknado. So cool that he was. Yeah. That he worked on that and, and stuff. Yeah. And, and it was one of my favorite movies. I mean, still is, but. It's funny to direct like my favorite one of my favorite franchises of my favorites. I don't know if you know this, but Thunder Eleven, the writer of Sharknado, was actually asked if he wanted to direct it. Direct this? No, no, no. But no, direct uh, Sharknado. Sharknado. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, and then he said he had the choice between that and another script he was writing. And he chose to do it with the other script, not the one that made like whatever. But it's not like a bad thing. It's just like you know, it was his choice, you know. Because I didn't see the other movie he directed. Um, there was, I want it wasn't America Warship, so I know he did direct that one. Um, what was the one? Um, crap, it was like. I think it was Apocalypse Earth. Yeah. Okay. So that was about the same time. Yeah, it was the same time. So he did America Warships, but should have done Sharknado uh, instead of America Apocalypse Sharknado Earth. Right, what it is, Anthony, Fronte, whatever. But yeah, everything worked out the way it's supposed to. Yes, you know, exactly. And everything like that. So he chose to do the other one. He's still working. It's not like he's, you know, exactly. any, whatnot. Uh, he just, I think he was just like, oh, dang. Like, you know, this oh, is yeah. the one that Anyone everybody sort think. of knows, you know. Um, but I think it's also the goofier one. I think he didn't want to be known for the like the silly one. He wanted yeah, to be no. known for the one that's, you know, he's pretty proud of, you know. Um, but, uh, you know, and I think he is still proud of that movie, which is great. But the I dentist, think- yeah, is just so fun. And yes, the Incredible Hulk is in this fucking movie. Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. 
Okay, I was gonna say also Mirror Mirror to Raven Man. He was in that. Yep. I didn't. I, know. I like to mention like his early horror movies. He was in. Yeah, because like people really, really now know him from Marvel, you know, like. And it's and, funny if people watch this and are like, "Oh, Incredible Hulk." Yeah, well, no. When I I didn't notice him at first, and then I was looking up cast, and I saw Mark Ruffalo, and I go, "Wait, who's he playing?" And then I was yeah. on that scene, you know, with him at the uh, inside the uh, yeah. waiting for um, April Rain and okay. his client, and. Uh, talking to the little girl and being very creepy. Um, oh, I know. It's so... I'm like, I don't even know if I should call him funny, but he's just like, oh, yeah. Uh, you could be a model, you know, do a little twirl there, whatever. I was checking out her butt. I'm like, dude, she's Weird. 13, man. It's I gross. know. Ah, you know, I just felt really just grossed out by it, but um, as you should, because if I wasn't grossed out by it, you know, yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. You know, and there might be something wrong with me, you know, if I was like, oh, I'm into this. No, I like I was like, ah, you know. It was like Paul Paul made us watch a a movie uh for film freaks that comes out in May. And I'm not gonna say what the name is, but I bet I could t- if I told you something you might know. But it's one of the creepiest movies I've ever seen. And it's like a uh it, it, it has a child molester in it you know but like it's all talk it doesn't show any of the you know doesn't show any molesting or anything and but it shows yeah like knocking people out and doing gross things and and stuff and just just like that and i was like thinking when i was when we were doing the thing i was like i was talking about how like i mean if i weren't grossed out by this i think that'd be that'd be something different but like the fact that it just makes my skin crawl like seeing any of like even hearing and talking about that stuff you know um and that's what i kind of felt with this it made my skin crawl when i saw uh him telling that 13 year old girl to turn around like i had to look away so i just didn't feel comfortable because even though that girl could have been 18 and looking like she was 13 you know um but that doesn't change the fact that we're supposed to believe she's a young girl with braces, you know, that, you know, whatever. And so there's, there's a lot of that stuff going on. It was just, I felt so bad for her, like throughout the whole movie. Oh, I know. She just wants to get her, you know, braces off. She wants her braces off. So like she last one. And then, and, uh, what's his face? The IRS guy jumps in front of her or whatever. And... Yeah. She's like the last one there. She's ready. Like finally, it's gonna happen. Nope, you know. And then yeah. he gives I mean, it her does the money, happen, but then you know, yeah. By that time, I mean, I don't know. I, I I kept telling her, just go home, just go home. Everybody, just go home. You know, like this guy. But none of them know. Like, I think even Candy, the receptionist. I love Candy. She's yeah, she's sweet, sweet like Candy. You know, yeah, good name for her. Um, but she's the whole time is like, she tells him she's going to lunch or whatever, and you know let those two go, and then she's like, I know everything that goes around here, it goes on. Yeah, and I'm like, that's funny, you know, because somebody might actually say that, especially when they they've been at the desk the whole time, they don't know what the fuck's yeah. going on back there. Exactly. You know, um, that was just that was funny. Um, it was to me, it was just a 
it, it was just, uh, you know, because the only thing I didn't like, I'll tell you one thing I didn't like. And I'm mm -hmm. sure you know what it is. You know what it is? What like scene would I not like? The dog? Yes, the dog. It's the only uh, thing the I don't like. Dog. But because I usually get really upset and sad At and least cry. It compels the story. There's two things that didn't bother me. There's one okay. thing, it was survival. That dog yes. was about to try to kill him. Yes. And even though he deserved it, because he was, you know, kind yes, of trespassing, he, he was kind <laughs> of like, whatever. He deserved it, but it was survival. So sometimes when it's survival, it's like Cujo or yeah. man, uh, man's best friend. I sort yes. of don't feel as bad. Like I start kind of going, okay, it's not like the dog didn't didn't get cancer and die or try watching year of the dog with Molly Shannon and the dog, like, I guess ate something toxic and, and, and died. And the whole point is that it kind of changes the woman's perspective on life. Can you get into the movie after that? Like after the dog died, I'm like, Nope. And that's like, that's uh -huh. like 12 minutes in the movie. And I'm like, I'm checked out now. Like I'm done. I can't, um, you know, I, I, I like, because I'm now like all I'm thinking about is the dog, and I gotta, and I, you know, I'm thinking about my dog, or I'm thinking about other dogs, and of course, you know. But this dog, he got shot. You don't see it, thank God. You kind of see like little bits, little things, but you don't, you don't see him when he shoots him. You kind of hear it went right through the mouth, I guess, you know, or something. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think it went like went through the mouth or something, which I thought was kind of fucked up. But it was, you know, survival. Like, it was literally, look. But then, it was another thing. It was, yeah, it was his first kill. This was yeah, his exactly. first taste. I mean, and they always say serial killers kill animals first just to see what it's like to kill something, you know, or whatever. So. Yeah, I mean, the at the time, the doctor, I don't think that he wanted to kill the dog or whatever, but a, like you said, survival and also, like I said, and like you said, kind of compels the story forward. It was, like you said, his first kill. It's where they found the bullet, and they were like, hey, what kind of gun does this guy own? Whatever. And he even told them he didn't own any firearms. So oh, he yeah. lied to them, which exactly. I was surprised that Ken didn't say anything, you know? Like, huh, yeah. he told me he didn't uh, you know, any weapons. Maybe either this character for would have forgot, or uh, maybe they just didn't throw that in there. I don't know. But by the way, we forgot to mention that this is directed by Brian Usna. I guess is how you say exactly. it. Usna. Brian Usna fan. Stuart Gordon was producer. Any any co-wrote with uh, Dennis Paoli and yep. Uh, yep. Uh, the other. We have it, a great team of people behind this movie. I know it was amazing. You know and. Uh, I truly, truly uh, love the cast. I truly love the crew. I mean, it was, I mean, I, I like, I knew a lot of people loved it. I knew you loved it. Yes. That's one specifically. Of so, yeah. I mean, you're the one who requested it. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think we mentioned it before. Like you requested Dr. Giggles. Yeah. Cause and, I, I like Michael horror. So those are two of my favorite movies. Yeah, and then you said we should do the surgeon next season, maybe. You should, yeah. Just yeah. Me what? 
Keep me for the medical horror. Oh yeah. Apparently that's what I'm using you for. You know, yes. if it's not sharks, it's you know sharks and medical horror. Dude, if you made Doctor Shark movie, Doctor Shark, there we go. Would that be would that be too too much? It might be, but I mean, at this point, at, at this point, Amityville Doctor Shark, you know, like that's just and, that's know, just where things are heading. Oh, and now apparently drugs have to be put into to the movie, so. You know, Dr. Uh, Amityville, Dr. Cocaine Shark, you know, or whatever. Shark, uh, that. Well, different. Dr. Marijuana Shark. Uh, Not cocaine. Marijuana. Not meth. Not. uh... No, not meth shark. Well, you know, somebody was pointing out, like, because Asylum did meth gator. And they're like, that's not a meth gator because. Uh, it's all its teeth are intact, you know. So, God, that's actually really funny. Somebody pointed that out. I go, that's a good point. You know, yeah. they should have in the poster. They should have made the teeth all fucked up. You know, that would have been even funnier and scarier. You know, it would have been. But uh, you know, I still, I will, I'll, I'll watch it. I haven't seen Cocaine Bear yet. Um, Cocaine Bear is fantastic. I'm- but. By the way, Elizabeth Banks, who did Cocaine Bear, uh, was one of the first people on Twitter promoting uh, Sharknado when it first came out, by the way. I did not know that somehow, and I've always liked Elizabeth Banks. Yeah, she was laughing oh, at it, that, obviously, I, because she I thought it was silly song. sounding, and then she went and made Cocaine Bear. <laughs> oh, God, yeah. So <laughs> Which makes you – I mean, I know she has a sense of humor, so good for her. Yeah, it, you it know? makes me love her even more. yeah. So yeah, I, 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 I don't. And we've talked about this on uh, a couple of my other shows, but I don't, I don't love it when actors or filmmakers or whatever speak out on their political beliefs and stuff. They're they have an agenda or whatever. Yeah. I just I'm like, can we keep that to yourself? You know, no, kind of thing. Like, I agree. It, it kind of gets annoying. It makes me I'll not like them. Be entertained, not to get a preachy. Yeah, whatever. and there's a few of them, and get your and, mind off the world instead of you know, make just make movies. You know, that's all we want. Let's go make them. Should be getting your mind off of things going on in the world, not reminding you of things going on. Right, because back in like the fifties, thirties, forties, what was the point of movies? Was we were always going to war, and we needed entertainment. A lot of times there wasn't just war movies being made. There were com- that's where screwball comedies came from. You know, they wanted people to laugh. You know, and 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 stuff. And so I, I think we need that now more than ever. I think we need. Oh, more. I agree. That's why I love cocaine. There, it was I got my mind off. Right, you go to the you know Scream Six. You're just going there to get your yeah. mind off shit. You're not going there because there's there's going to be a political speech. You know about you know, uh, femininity or something, you know, like things yeah. like that. Like, it's just got to be entertained. What? Yeah, you're there to be entertained. And that's all you're there for. Um, mm-hmm. That should be all you're there for. Sometimes some movies need messages. You know, that's what they yeah, were built for. for. Sure. But most of the time, if you're looking at cocaine bear, you're probably not looking for a message. You're looking yeah. for fun. You're looking to have fun. For yeah. Years. And enjoy yourself. See a bear. Get high on cocaine and start killing awesome. people. Dentist. Dentist. 
the dentist, you're not looking for a political message or whatever. And there was no, none. There was watching a killer dentist. Yeah. You're you're there to go, oh shit, my dentist appointment is coming up. Should yep, I cancel? Exactly. Don't this watch guy... this what? Don't watch this before your dentist appointment. I watched this and then I paused it for a little bit. Uh, after it got to about a half hour in or whatever, you know, I had like an hour left and then I went downstairs, ate some food because I did not want to eat while watching the dentist. Ooh, uh, decay. Just all that stuff is just gross. And I'm like eating. I don't want to like throw it up or anything. Um, If, if that were to make, it wasn't, it was like, at first I was like, this isn't, this doesn't feel like Brian used, you know, like this yeah. doesn't like, it's very, like the shots and stuff, I want to talk about that. Like the cinematography and the shots, like overhead shots and a lot of spinning around and stuff. That was cool. Oh yeah. Um, the spinning made you feel chaotic, like him. And then there was sometimes like faces were distorted a little bit. And... Yeah, I really love that when he's kind of looking at people. Right, yeah, he's like it's all distorted stuff like that. I was, you know what I was madness a little bit. You know what I would have done. You know, scene where he's like looking at the um, uh, at the pictures and like there's just voiceover. Now I don't know if they could have done this back in '96. They might not have been able to, but it would have been cool if in the pictures the people turned to them and started talking, you know, and stuff. Yeah. And there was one point where she was looking at, he was looking at the picture of him and her, and it would have been cool if it was like her and the pool guy, you know, in the next picture or whatever, and you know, and stuff. It would have made him like, but instead he just looks at the picture. The picture is telling him you're fucking useless and what are you doing and you know, blah blah blah. And oh man, that woman. Now, did you get the ending? Like, did you understand it? What about it? So he's in the rubber room, right? And he's yeah. and they're like, "Oh, it's time for your, for your." Yeah, I you always know. thought he was telling the story from in there, right? The beginning is like, "Oh, my story," and it starts off that way. So I think he's kind of hallucinating, well, you know, whatever, and he's kind of telling his story. Well, he I tells think. the story, right? I understand that, but like at the end, oh. he goes with the. He goes in the other room with the dentist chair and his wife, who's fucked up, you know, face yeah. and everything, is doing everything. Is that real? Is that fake? Is that what is oh, going on? Is he still tripping? I think he's still tripping. Because it kind of leaves you like going, what the fuck? That oh, was yeah. like, that was Ryan Usna. Like that all there, you know. Yeah, I think that's just him hallucinating. Yeah. There was there was there's a couple scenes that you know, but I'm like I'm so used to like Reanimator and and Bride of Reanimator where it's just so goofy and weird and crazy and whacked out and then you're like, what the hell is this shit, you know? And this movie uh, felt like it was a Hollywood version yeah. of that, you know? Hmm. Straightforward. Straightforward. Yeah. It's not as goofy or whatever. It's not a uh, wife's head and, you know, giving head, yeah. you know, yeah. and shit like that. Though, 
there is that scene where he's like having the girl choke on the guy, you know, it's all in his head, but he's having his wife choke on the guy's dick while, and then he's like telling her, go use your teeth, use your teeth, you're, you know, whatever, right? And I was like, oh God. Perfect teeth. Yeah, your perfect teeth. Um, And she kept lying about smoking, which I'm like, yeah, if he can I smell it on have you been smoking? Because he's that's that perfection, that's that obsession with perfection. And I mean that adds to his character. Yeah. No, absolutely. And that what's what's made I think that's what makes him go insane. Yeah. Exactly. He can't have everything he wants. But the thing is, he's got a lot of great fucking shit in his life. Well, he his mind is all Yeah. I mean, when his wife cheats with the fool man. Puts him over the edge. The, and did she really cheat with him? I don't think anyone knows. Actually. See, that's the thing about this movie that's so fun. Is that it makes you actually think, did any of this actually even happen? Mm-hmm. Or is this all literally in this guy's head, period? And I love when he kills the pool guy with a knife. Yeah. Like, his throat, talking to him. Oh, sorry. It's fine. I thought, you know, I think that's a great scene. Yeah, I I think um, the pool pool guy. I mean, the crazy thing about it is he like is looking through the you know looking through the pool, starts skimming everything, pulls out the tongue, and he's like, yeah, "What the uh, yeah. fuck so is good. this?" And then he walks over to the girl, and she's all tied up but she can't tell she's tied up I guess you know yeah. uh, we could tell and she had like the thing on her head and he's like what's going on and he opens up he's like oh my god and she's and that wasn't that was a Brian used a uh, uh, reanimated yeah. type scene yeah. where it's just like this she's trying to it's grab a haunting image to see her without Ooh. yeah it makes you wonder like is that really what all of us would look like if like our teeth were missing I don't want to know I know it's so gross um, but yeah, so, uh, he does that and then, um, uh, what, what else? Um, we talked uh, about the amazing score. The what? I love the music. Oh God. Yes. Always love the score. I think. Alan, Alan Howarth, man. Yeah. Amazing. This, I feel like when I first watched the movie, this was the first like music score. And like, I really recognized how amazing it was. And it probably wasn't the first time, but I do remember like loving this score when I first watched this movie, and it's always been one of my favorites. I uh, I met Alan uh, years ago at a uh, um, scares I care weekend, and uh, he was sitting with his uh, manager, which was uh, um, Sean Clark, and I'm friends with Sean, so I came up to say hello to Sean, really, right. And everything and and i didn't i knew who alan was right but i i, I couldn't I, I i wasn't gonna recognize him you know or whatever i wasn't very good at that so i was sitting i was talking to sean and just saying hello and being polite at the one of the restaurants and stuff and uh he was like oh you know my client uh alan Howarth? and i was like <laughs> hey how are you doing you know, like, dude, dude worked with Sean Carpenter on so many great movies and stuff. So I was just, I was a, like, oh, hi, how are you doing? I forgot what he did. He did something nice for me, like, got me, gave me 
something, you know, for free um, yeah, or whatever. Awesome. But he was just a really nice man. And I, you know, I need to get him on my show someday, but just talk about his whole fucking career because he's yeah, for sure. I mean, he's done so much, not just this movie, but I yeah. mean, you know, he's worked so hard and there's so many. Yeah, this this movie is so talented. Um, I got it. Yeah. And I wanted, like, I almost wasn't sure how it was going to be because you know, you loved it, but yeah, um, I I didn't know like because I hadn't seen it, I didn't really know anything. New Corbin Burnson was in it. That was it. Like, and it's I kept just so fantastic. I don't know why I kept getting this kind of confused with the stepfather. You know, for some reason, I don't honestly know either. <laughs> So, I don't know. I I kept thinking, oh, am I doing this? I'm not doing the stepfather. I'm doing the dentist, and I don't know. They're completely different movies. Um, but and I've seen the stepfather years ago. Um, so good. I love yeah. the stepfather. Yeah. They so they've so only done two dentists, right? Yeah, there's only two. I wish there was a third. So funny story. When I was, and I'm sure I post this online, whatever, but. When I was younger, so I must have seen this movie. My friend had a like a Windows 98 computer. Email was probably new at the time. And I decided it would be a good idea for us to email Trimark and be like, hey, is there going to be a dentist three, whatever? And they like replied to my email and they were like, oh, we'll see what we can do. And I was like, that is the coolest thing. One that they responded to, we'll see what we can do. I mean, yeah, you know, they, could, they could have said no. Whether that's going to happen or not. Telling any, you know, young you know, whatever. We'll see. Well, that was so cool, and I will always remember that, and I will always love this franchise, Trimark, you know, whatever. That's sweet. Like, I'm oh, glad you have that story, because... Yeah, it, it was so cool. I've seen... So here's the thing, you know, especially with distribution uh, companies like, like that that own the rights to these things... Like I'm wondering if the rights are going to be up, and if somebody could just make their own dentist, yeah. you know, sequel or something at some point. Um, you know, a lot of times people will just, you know, uh, make or remake a movie just to keep it uh, in yes. their catalog and everything. Yeah. So I don't know how long Trimark will have. Is Trimark still even around? I think they're just with Lionsgate now. Okay. So Lionsgate. Lionsgate owns it now. You just got to message Lionsgate and see if you get a response. Yeah. But like, is it going to be a dentist three? Come on, is Corbin still around? Like, is he still yeah, acting? I think if you watch the interviews on the Blu-ray. He was. I was watching that. He, I think he was like talking a little bit about it. But I mean, it's never going to happen unless someone steps up and wants to do it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... You know that—that's the thing. Corbin Burnson. He is busy. Jesus. Yeah, I don't he, even know exactly. I guess what he's doing now, but I know he. I just found out he was in a Left Behind movie. Of course he was. You know, with uh, Kevin Sorbo directed. Oh God, Kevin Sorbo directs. I know he's. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know he directed either. Um, I know he acts. But yeah, I know but, Corbin uh, Kevin Sorbo. So he's but, part of that, so I didn't know that. Corbin. Yeah, I mean, a lot of, you know, that that's the thing with a lot of these actors is sometimes they'll start, um, you know, uh, was it, um, you know, they'll start to, um, 
they'll start was it uh uh going into their spiritual and religious yeah. you know things and they'll go and then all of a sudden you won't see from them and any of the movies you want to see from them so who yeah. knows if he'll be back for a dentist three or if maybe there's going to be a remake of the dentist that would probably i'm not going to lie that would probably be the best option i would love to see any more dentist content but did you also know that um Corman Burnson played a killer dentist in another made-for-TV movie. I think it's called Murder by Appointment. No. Did not know pretty, that. It's decent. So it's I decent. think he did that before The Dentist. I know I own a copy somewhere, but it's been a long time since I watched it. Murder by Appointment? I believe that's what it was called. It's actually a kind of a cool title. It sounds lifetime-y, yeah. though. I think it yeah. was lifetime me. That's why it wasn't as good as the dentist. See, there you go. That's that's a like that's that. a lifetime title right there. It's like murder by appointment. Yeah. You know, um, you know, um or the appointment killer. Yeah. Either one. Killer appointment. Uh whatever. You can come up ten thousand titles these days. The wrong dentist. Oh my god, don't tell David Dakota that. Uh, Dude, why not? Why <laughs> not David Dakota do a Lifetime movie, The Wrong Dentist, have Corbin Burnson in it? You know, even if he's not like the, the dentist, have him in the fucking movie. You know? Why like, not? As like, why not? It'd be even better if he's not the dentist. It'd be better if he like the cop chasing the dentist or whatever, right? It'd be so great. Dude, I'm I'm writing that and sending that off to fucking. You have to to David Dakota, and then you'll and telling him you need <laughs> you need Corbin Burnson, you need Vivica Fox, you need Jessica. I'm sure Morris. you could get Corbin Burnson and Vivica Fox. Oh yeah, yeah, no, Vivica Fox is in every David Dakota uh, wrong movie. I haven't wrong... watched any of them. Really? I, I watched a couple. I watched one because. Jessica Morris and um, Dominique Swain, two two women who have interviewed, and Eric Roberts were all in the movie, and I was like, Eric Roberts is never is another thing too. So. He is too, yeah. He could be the new dentist, you know. Like, I don't know, I I could see that, you know. Um, but yeah, he's he's wonderful. Um, I met him in person. He's the sweetest fucking dude. I've heard he's a nice guy. So I think he thinks I'm like, you know mentally challenged or something <laughs> and, and an incident where we're on the set of the asylum movie this has nothing to do with the dentist sorry but i was on the set of the asylum movie um collision earth with them and yeah. uh i like missed my my cue because i'm deaf in my left ear which i don't know if you know that or not but i, I just i didn't hear the guys and i was too far away from the director so the director i guess yelled action and the only reason I knew I missed my cue was the girl that was like across from me. We're supposed to go at the same time. And I noticed her already go out. I was like, you know, right. So I was like, well, I'm not going to go late, you know, and everything. So I didn't go. And I heard the director say cut and then go, where's my guy? You know, right. And so I came out and uh, the director was so, so nice, but he's, you know, like, yeah, I I get it. Like it, it's one yeah. day you got to get so much done and everything. Oh, yeah. So he wasn't yelling at me, but he was sort of like 
hey, you know, why aren't you out of here? Blah, blah. I was like, I'm so sorry I didn't hear. And Eric Roberts looks at Rose. Hey, don't you yell at that man. He's that young man. He's doing a great job. That is like, so awesome. I was like, thank you. And then it like hit me. I'm like, I think he thinks I'm mentally challenged. Huh. <laughs> but that's so awesome. He took a picture with me, like a selfie for free, you know, kind of thing. Like, I was afraid so to cool. ask him because, like, yeah, I'm sad. Yeah, you're just afraid on set and stuff. But he was yeah. not doing anything. I started saying, look, I, I loved your, I love your career. I love, uh, yeah, I was like, I just saw you in suits, you know, or whatever. And he goes, oh, yeah, I did do that show, didn't I? Like, one of those that does so much it's like oh yeah oh yeah i did that <laughs> oh, you know like i don't think a lot of these people watch the movies they just like a lot do of them, them and don't. Then they just move on and everything yeah. which is and then you know whatever but it was so cool but anyway yeah he would be a great dentist but we gotta do the wrong dentist someday and have those guys all in the movie and as just be like this awesome lifetime like, i would love that I would love it to be dedicated to Maddie Deering, you know, at the end. <laughs> there are enough uh, killer dentist movies, just the dentist. There's not enough. There's mm-hmm. that and Dr. Giggles. That's it. So anyway, yeah. So, uh, I mean, honestly, all in all, I was fairly, like, I don't want to just say, like, impressed because, you know, obviously when you have the great Brian Usna, and I say that, like, He's he is yeah. the great Brian Usna. Um yeah. uh and you have um let me see. He used to be, yeah. Oh my god, I'm still Facebook friends with him. But the incredible Hulk? What? Who are you Facebook friends with? Brian Usna. Oh, I don't think I am. I've been a huge fan of his work. Actually, when I was younger, uh, and I got, like, actually, I think that's how I watched this movie. I was obsessed with, like, Reanimator and stuff. And I think I looked up all the Brian Houston movies. I know this one was on there. Actually, it might have been after I watched this, too. Uh, that's how I watched, like, Foss, Love of the Damned and all that stuff. I, I just became obsessed with his work. So I'm a huge Brian Houston fan. I No, I get it. I, I understand. Like, he's, he's an amazing director. He really is. He is. He knows what he wants. He knows how to shoot. He knows how to direct. All the actors are fantastic. No, nobody. He knows how to cast. You know. I mean, he's he's a fantastic director. But it's yeah. so funny because, okay, so let's let's talk really about 1996. You know, and the fact that uh, horror films and or independent more independent films because this wasn't a hollywood movie this wasn't just trimark this wasn't you know universal yeah. or or anything like that you know vidmark um, originally put this out vidmark right before like they were part of trimark right or something yeah i think vidmark got bought out by try whatever because <laughs> vidmark put out the original leprechaun i i mean i love vidmark i have the original vhs I do want to do Leprechaun at some point. Um, and it's almost St. Patrick's Day, but it won't be when this airs. I yeah, guess. and so it's funny because I we did Idle Hands oh. this year, so that's already done for March, and then this Ever. will be April. What? I haven't seen Idle Hands in forever. I need to rewatch that one. I just bought the... It's funny because I watched it. I, I, rent, I rented it on... Uh, YouTube or or uh, Amazon yeah. or one of those things, 
um, watched it, loved it. I mean, because I, I like it's one of my like it's it's a movie I have seen of the nineties, and yeah, I just yeah. hadn't seen it since forever. I remember having like a, uh, I want to say a VHS copy of it, you know, or something. Mm-hmm. But like a copied copy, like when you would copy VHS yeah. to VHS kind of thing. So I'd watch it all the time and, and with my friends and myself, we just think it was hilarious and, and whatnot. And then um, because n- that was 99 or so, I think. If I'm correct. Yeah, 99. And, right. and the thing was like that was post scream. That was like, oh, horror can be funny, you know? Yeah. And this was about Scream, you know, so this is 1996. So this was about that time where Scream was sort of getting out there. There was this sort of use for comedy and horror that, but not like parody comedy, like, you know, not like Vampire in Brooklyn, you know, which I've I've always said that sort of Wes Craven destroyed the uh, horror films in the nineties and then resurrected it again. You know, he was like, Oh damn, I fucked it up. Oh, let's, you know, I love him to death, but like vampire in Brooklyn is awful. You know, I haven't seen him since I was a kid. I don't honestly remember much about it. You don't remember like laughing at her or anything. I don't have an opinion. I don't remember. I think (laughs) when I watched, I was too young to get the comedy. If there was comedy or like the movie i don't remember a thing about it yeah so uh, I, i'm due to rewatch it even if it's not good I, you know what to- i might do that too because i do remember watching and going yeah. oh you know when i was younger and west you craven one of my all-time favorite directors so. and i think anyway. he might it, it deserves another chance but that's what i keep hearing is that like that movie sort of destroyed uh the 90s uh the horror films in the 90s and for like a few years there wasn't anything really good coming out from horror, you know, or whatever, especially from studios. They were just too afraid to touch anything horror. Then scream came and scream sort of a whole new thing. Yeah. It it had its like, but it did exactly what he did in 93 with fucking Wes Craven's new nightmare. So I don't really get it that, um, you know that that sort West of happened. Craven. What? I love Wes Craven's new nightmare. Although it's been a while since I've watched it, everyone says the kid is really annoying. So I'm like, uh, uh, am I going to rewatch this? You're talking movie? about my Miko, me, you know, like that's Miko Hughes. Yeah. No, like, not annoying. annoying. And I'm like, I haven't watched it in years, but I, uh, I love the movie. It's freaking Gage from, uh, you know, Pet Cemetery. I can't. Like, there's no way Scare could ever be annoying, you know. Freaking Solomon Melrose place, you know. I was like, yeah, I saw saw Miko Hughes in that. um, Pet pet by the whatever by the cemetery. Oh my god, I can't even think right now. Lucio Fulci movie. Oh, the house by the cemetery. Yeah, I like to think it was Pet Cemetery. So (laughs) yeah, yeah, that kid's fucking annoying. There's no oh, way. in the house by the cemetery. I haven't seen that. So, Emma, I, oh my God. when do you watch it? If you watch it, that kid. That's an annoying kid. Well, I'll have to. I'll have to definitely check that out. Um, you need to. It's a great movie, but the kid is very. So, uh, interestingly enough, 
uh, this year, I guess this will be like, this will be put out either before or after Easter, this episode, you know? Okay. So people are going to be eating their candy and then having to listen to a movie about a killer dentist. Yes. So he comes after you for eating your candy and he dies. you, can, you hey. can't eat candy and you have to brush your teeth three times a day, you know? And order to survive the dentist. That was the cool thing. Like I was I like, so this is how you survive him. You promise yeah. that you'll. Oh my I god! I wish that was a thing. Like where more people did that, and like that every single time that was his kryptonite. This is the thing that stopped him from killing you. And then <laughs> I don't know if that's what happens in part two, but like that's just that's just gold right there. It's like okay, I, I, I promise, I promise not to do this. And he goes, okay. part two is good too. I mean, I, I like. We'll we'll do part two eventually because I think that's still nineties. Is that if I'm correct? Yeah, I think ninety eight. Yeah, ninety eight. Let me make sure. Smaller. And the cover of part two always terrified me. If you remember oh, yeah. the VH. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It's really. Oh creepy. my god! Yeah. It's creepy. I, it's I like, like some stuff it. being stuck out of somebody's tongue and yeah. lips and shit. And bro, it looked like vampire. Up. It looked like uh, vampire teeth, you yeah, know, or something yeah. at first. Um, first glance. Brace yourself. Yeah, <laughs> brace yourself. Okay, that's what they said in the thing. That's funny. That's but yeah, I mean, I think Corbin Burnson is just a great, great Doctor Alan Pine. Yeah, he's he's he was sort of the perfect Alan one. Needs- I don't. I can't see anyone else doing it. I mean, yeah, I'll, re- I'll watch a remake, whatever, but he just, he's so good. He's so creepy. Well, you know, somebody else who had sort of a similar thing than him yeah. would have done it, which was John Lithgow. Remember Raising Cain? Oh, yeah. You know, he would have been he would have been a good Dr. Allen um, Feinstone, but he, uh, uh, you know, he was, he was doing bigger... <laughs> Bigger, bigger budgeted movies at that point, yeah. and, and uh, and whatnot. I, I, I adore him. Um, John you know, Lithgow was so funny. The creepy stuff he does, like with April Rain when she's passed out and everything, and he's kind of hallucinating that it's like his wife, and he takes off the, you know, whatever. But even though it's his wife, you know, like just the way everything transpires, I think is so, and it takes place mostly in the office building. I just. I think it's really well done. Yeah, most of it took place in the office building or his house or yeah. the neighbor, that one lady's house. Yeah. Or later you find out he's a teacher too. So Yeah, that's that part of the ending is kind of weird. It's kind of weak. I mean, all because... of a sudden, oh yeah, of course he's in dental. I'm like, okay. That part is kind of whatever, but it, it's okay. He's what, uh, a teacher at the dental school or something. Yeah, like he does everything. Okay. You well, know, it was, and I get it as a writer thing. It's like, okay, so are we going to have the, the cops you yeah. know, catch him at the office? Or... It's kind of funny when it grabs that person. He's like, I don't know. Well, That's only... when it kind of goes off the rails a little bit. But... The only thing no I, I didn't like, and this is, this is, uh, a nitpicky thing or whatever. Okay. And so tell me if you disagree with this or not, but you might. But when he's driving away 
from the the thing to go to I guess go to his class or whatever and the cop is like right next to him you know when the cop like know his like uh aren't the cops like they would know his uh license number and everything and be like oh that's that guy you know we gotta go catch him because at that I point everybody so. was looking for him you know so him escaping you know even though they're expecting him to be at the office they would already put an APB out on that yeah, guy and he that. and so I that's what I didn't like I'm like okay you don't have to show like they did it for suspense right yeah they did it for yeah. you thinking uh-oh is this guy gonna get in trouble is the cop gonna come what and the cop doesn't and I'm like then just don't show it because like it doesn't make any sense that the cop yeah, yeah. would not would not go after that car um and not know that there's this you know he didn't steal somebody else's car as far as we knew you know no which that would have been cool but they didn't have to show that they would have to be he would have to like steal the um you know guys and how would he know what what car somebody drew that was that that's probably why they didn't do that so they had him get in his car and drive off and he would have and plus i'm not i'm not gonna lie he there would have been unless he had done that because we don't know the time period exactly but if he had if there were cops there he would have been like caught in the parking lot you know like he wouldn't have had a chance to to escape um you know, I don't think so. So there's like little nitpicky things like that, but yeah, like, I and I, I didn't like the dental school thing because I just felt like no, it, it okay, now there's a new place. That doesn't make a lot of sense, and that's always been the part that bothered me most. Actually, yeah, it was like there's a new place it that we haven't heard. Very, yeah, off for the movie. Yeah, but you know, all in all, it was a really fun movie. I enjoyed it. Um, I. I had a great time. Uh, like this is a movie. I know it just came out on Blu-ray. Or I don't. It was a 4K or Blu-ray. Um, just Blu-ray. Which just is Blu-ray. Uh, I'll wait for the 4K. I'm sure that's coming at some point. Just you know. get the get this release at Walmart. It's like twelve bucks. Oh, twelve bucks. Okay. Vestron video, whatever. Put it out. So it's like, yeah. Got some cool interviews and everything. Like some good special features. Commentary. You know, uh, I think I have a commentary, but I haven't watched that. Yeah, I have a feeling you bought it. You know. Oh yeah, I bought it. I pre-ordered it. Oh, you pre-ordered I, when like, it came out. Three people tell me when it was up for pre-order. Or was I might have been one of those people. I don't know. Probably uh, were because I had mentioned quite a few times I wanted a Blu-ray for this movie. I know, and I think we might have discussed it in the Doctor Giggles thing. So I knew, oh, I knew that you loved this movie. You know. Oh, and uh, one more thing. I love his car phone at the beginning. I just wanted to mention a car phone. Well, I mean, you just don't see that. It's so anymore. 90s. It's yeah. so funny. I, I love that. I love having a car phone. Like, I, I want a car phone back, you know? Like, if yeah. I could hook up a car phone to my car, I would. And I might be able I to, because my, well, my car is 2007, so probably oh, maybe not. You can do it. I know, you figure it out. You know that'd be great. Uh, me? No, I know. I'm saying we could figure it out. But like, oh. yeah, you could figure out. You could get one too in your car. Come on. I don't have a car. Oh, I'll damn. get a car phone for my uh, boss. I take to work. 
just get that would be hilarious to have a car phone just oh hey you'd have to set it up and then it'd have to be under his your boss's name or your name you know (laughs) you have to figure that out but that would be funny if you do that let me know and then take pictures that'd be hilarious um what kind of car phone would you get like what would it i don't know the different i i don't know was is there some kind of cool ones like you know like Back in the day, like the '90s, all the phones that the teenage girls had were like these. What, like a, you want me to have like a Garfield phone or something? <laughs> yeah, something like that. But like there was like a Barbie phone or the you know or the whatever. Ones. The what? The clear ones where you can. Oh like yeah, see. yeah, those are cool. Clear ones, yeah. You know, you could get them. Uh, did they ever make car rotary phones? I don't know. I guess we're gonna find out. <laughs> I don't think it. so. I mean, that would, that would make no sense, but that'd be hilarious. <laughs> Just we're gonna like, make one if they didn't. Oh my god, I would love that. I would love to drive around in a car with a rotary phone. In it. Boop. 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 Yeah. Oh god, yeah, you have to do it like ten times just to, you know, to get it or whatever, and you have to go whoop. <laughs> so annoying, man. My grandma used to have one. I was just like, "Yeah, hi. This is, you know, <laughs> like this is one of the most annoying phones ever. Why don't you just get a regular phone? Like it was two, was it two thousand? It was nineteen. It was the nineties. Um, that I would go to her house in Florida. Uh, it had to be before two thousand because my parents stopped taking me to Florida and uh and stuff. Uh. Uh, late nineties because I was starting to get older and and shit and they I guess like, well, the hell would still have a rotary phone in the two thousands. Oh, I'm sure there's people. Oh yeah, my grandma. I'm just saying, <laughs> like that's like why not? They just don't change their phone. You yeah. know, when the phone dies, that's when but you when get the newer. You don't want to update, right? Like it's same here with me now. Like my phone, I'm gonna keep my phone until it dies. Yeah. And then I'm going to have to upgrade to a better phone or something. But okay. I did that with my last iPhone, you know, or whatever. And I, I, I'm like that with every computers, everything technological. Um, I hate technology. I honestly hate I don't it. like technology either. So I'm, I'm okay at it. Like, I'm okay at figuring the shit out. It's not rocket science, but it's, you know, I'm not, you know, I, like, if things were easier, like obviously, if we didn't have technology, we wouldn't be, we wouldn't even know each other, you know. I don't think because yeah, we never met each other yeah, in real probably life. Probably not. No, and and stuff. So, I mean, the social media and 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 yeah. Zoom and all these things are wonderful. Like, I don't put anything down, and I don't say like that's you know. But it's just like when there's just like okay you have to have zoom but you also have to have this you have to have that and you have to have this to go along with you know and then all of it costs money it's just yeah, after exactly. a while i'm just like oh can i just can things just be simpler <laughs> like i don't want a million simpler things simpler with technology not more difficult yeah i don't i don't want a million things i just want to figure the shit out and go home and go to bed and yep. you know and life to be simpler and that's why, like, I love movies like this. You know, I love going back in time and seeing a car yeah. phone because, you know, you go back and you're like, this was a fucking simpler time. We laugh at the car phone, but like, 
the car phone was at that time. That was that was the thing. I never had a car. That's how you know Dr. Feinstone was rich. I know I didn't have one, you know, because I wasn't rich enough to have a car phone. You know, nowadays I think I'm still not rich enough to have a car phone. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I don't think I don't know how. I don't even know how you do that nowadays. You know, but uh, you know, my parents still have a landline. You know, and shit, they still have cell phones too. You know. Um, my, whatever. What? My parents have a landline and cell phones as well. Yeah, I mean, and I think when I grow up and I have my own house, and when I grow up, I'm fucking forty one years old. I'm better be fucking grown up. But what you know what I mean? When I get older, yeah. I should say that when I grow up. Good God. Um, when I get older, I and you know, I, I I finally have my own house, which I don't have. But when I have my own house, I will be like, you know, um. I want to have a, you know, landline and shit, you know? So it'd yeah. be nice. It'd be nice to have a landline, but until then, you know, um, I'm, I'm happy with the life I have right now. You know, I like cell phones. Right. I like, you know, internet. I like streaming, I like to be, to be having the dentist, by the way, if you haven't seen the dentist and we just ruined the whole fucking movie for you, then, uh, that's your fault for listening. Um, and not watching the dentist free on Tubi, you know. Um, or going um, to Walmart for movies ever made. Yeah, it was, it was a fun movie. I enjoyed it. I mean, I I do want to see the dentist too at some point. I'll probably save it. Maybe next year we'll do the dentist too. The and then we'll do the surgeon afterwards. You know, we gotta we gotta we gotta finish this. You know, before yes. we can get to the surgeon. You know, and so. I mean, I, the 90s horror films, I could go on for years and years. Oh, there are yeah. so many good ones. Underrated. Like this one. It's underrated. It is underrated. And uh, I love it. And I hope more people see it and get a chance I to hope. watch it. I've been praising this movie for many, many years. So and I'm I've seen that. Hopefully finding new life on Blu-ray and, you know, Tubi and whatever. And I hope people that check this out like, what's the dentist? Go and fucking watch it because it's amazing exactly. and you'll i mean there's a lot we still don't spoil so just fucking watch it. there's a lot that happens in the movie a lot uh you know but you can only great... talk for an hour or so you know or yeah, so exactly. you know you can't can you don't want to bore the audience to tears even though we might have i don't know you know you never know i'm like if you're past this already good for you you know thank you we appreciate you we love you but you know, some people just they get like halfway through and they're like, oh, okay, I'm done. You know, <laughs> like okay, I'm, I'm, this, I'm the same way, so I don't I don't get mad about it. You know, like I'm the same way when I listen to some podcasts. I'm like, all right, you know, I heard enough. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. I think everyone <laughs> you know, maybe I'll go back to it or something, but yeah. Um, but anyway, everybody, thank you guys so much for checking this out. If you uh and thank you, Maddie. Like Oh, no, uh, thank, thank you for you. requesting this for sure. I would talk about the dentist anytime. I know you will. And oh, and the beauty of like the 90s and the 80s and the horror film lovers podcasts are these are films that generally we enjoy. You know, there might be ones we have either never seen, like I've never seen this, but you know, I had a feeling I would like it, you know. Yeah. Um or, you know, horror film lovers, you know, we we just did um what did we do? 
uh, we did the descent. That was I had never seen that. So good. I And then love we that. we did House of the Devil. That's another good one. Been a long time since I've seen it, but I like And that. I never saw it before, but I wanted to see it because, I mean, fucking Ty West, man. I Like, was. I tried watching Innkeepers before, and I, I watched like halfway through, and I kind of got bored. I didn't love innkeepers. I, I think I got kind of bored, but I'm going to give it another try at some point because, you know, like It's all sometimes right. um, He's I, always I think been I'm probably kind of going bad. to feel the same, you know. I call Ty West like a hit or miss, even though like horror hits the more I think about it. Like I like the Sacrament. I like Cabin Fever 2 is still my favorite. I don't even care. I'm If he like, hates that I, movie, so fucking good. I like part one better, but, but this is Oh like, yeah, but they're both great. If And you two get is a also sequel, great. if you're going to a sequel, this is like, to me, this is like the scream Two, you know, like to, to scream, you know, kind of thing where I love scream Two, just a little tit tap it under. Um, we just did insidious, uh, the insidious movies and stuff. And I like insidious, uh, two, Just a little bit under Insidious 1. Just a little bit. But, like, it was a good, like, it was a damn good sequel. Exactly. And so there are movies like that. And Cabin Fever 2, I think, is is up there because it, it did something different, but also kept it familiar. And Exactly. I, I think movies need to do that more. Um, Exactly. so, yeah. So, uh, Cabin Yeah, Fever I agree. 2. And Ty West is such a fun mo movie maker. Like, I just... Yes. I, Um, X was wonderful. I gotta see Pearl. Good. I still haven't seen Pearl either. Um, It's I know new they're in that they've just I made feel Maxine, like I need to wait for the right time to watch it. or they're making Maxine. Yep. Uh, so there's, I mean, there's a lot going on. I'm surprised Definitely. he put his two movies out at the same year. I And I, I he hate to killed say it. it. I wish it would have been better if he put it out a year at, apart. You know. I don't know, man. He, they both made a lot of money. You both Oh yeah, love the no, no. I mean, I'm not saying anything. I just personally, like, Yeah, you know, it, I would it's too, but if you're gonna do it like a sequel, prequel kind of thing, you know, make it's it, you know, you a year don't later. see shit like that too often. And indie, you know, indie type of filmmaker, A24, whatever, Yeah, putting that's crazy. And I'm glad they both did well, but I still haven't seen Pearl. a twenty-four I have a feeling is like I'm killing gonna it, love dude. Oh yeah. I can't wait for I keep saying it wrong. Bo was afraid, whatever the All the name of the movie is What's it? the new movie from Ari Aster. I'm excited for that Oh, one. I know, I know he made something new It's or like something. Bo was afraid, and I don't even know if that's Bo even was afraid. Um. Uh, Yeah, uh, Joaquin Phoenix. That's the most anticipated movie for this. you know, I don't we want to we see might that. disagree with this. I loved Hereditary, but hated Midsommar. Oh, Um, Midsummer. uh, I love and it. I knew that you would probably love it. I just did not. Hey, I cannot. again, not for everyone. Yeah, I know it is not, and that's fine. Um, you know, I but I just hate the people that are like, I can't believe you don't like Midsommar. I'm like, come No on, one man. should ever say that about anyone. People have different tastes. Yeah, I I like to. I was surprised I actually liked Hereditary as much as I did. I really Yeah. did like because I watched Midsommar first. I was like, oh god, Oh, if really? it's anything like Midsommar, I'm gonna hate it. And there was nothing like Yeah. it was a completely different movie. I mean. I don't even think I would have noticed it was the same director. Thought of it was as the same director, and sometimes that's good. Sometimes I'd rather have like Tarantino. You know, it's a Tarantino movie. Um, Kevin Exactly. Smith. You're pretty sure it's a Kevin Smith movie when you see it. Yeah. 
only when Jay and Silent Bob are in it, you know, for sure, you know. Um, but, uh, you know, but Ari Aster so far has been sort of different. Um, the guy, uh, Robert, um, the guy who made The Lighthouse, Robert Eggers, he did, um, you know, uh, he did, uh, was it The Lighthouse? He also did um, The Witch, and he did. And uh, his other movie I still haven't watched. I, I own it. It's the, um, the name of the movie. The um, yeah, it's the something. Yeah, it's a it's a uh, it's a fucking Viking movie. Um, yeah, I know the movie you mean. God damn it! I mean, see, this shit kills me, man. I have to keep looking this shit up because my brain is the same way with your. And I uh, love the lighthouse, and I loved um the Northman. Yeah, yeah, I still haven't watched that. I I own it on uh 4K, and I watched it. And a, it is fucking beautifully shot. Like the 4K transfer is just oh, I bet amazing. Um, the film itself, um, it was fun. Like it was, it was an enjoyable sort of kind of uh action movie, you know, fantasy action movie, and I enjoyed it. There's a director I love. I love his first two movies. I just don't know if that I'm gonna enjoy it that much, but I still want to watch it. Yeah, I mean, it's, if you like Viking movies or action fantasy stuff, if you don't, I mean, you might still like it because it it does it just because. Yeah, it's got Ethan Hawke, and I always love seeing Ethan do something like outside the box and doing something oh, different sure. and yeah. and whatnot. So he plays like the king, and he's just fucking just. I I wouldn't have noticed it was him, you know, if if I weren't already told. Um, yeah. so I liked, you know. But I also made the mistake of watching Excalibur for the first time right before watching that movie. And Excalibur is so much better of a fantasy, you know, uh, King Arthur, well, it's a King Arthur story. So, but it's different, obviously, but I felt like it, it was more fun and yeah. and whatnot than uh, The Northman. But The Northman is is enjoyable and, and it's a good movie and um, I recommend that. So, yeah, I've been meaning to. So if you want to hear recommendations about other movies... Um, I think horror film lovers will. Oh, um, I mean, I think by I think by the time this gets announced, it will be announced, so I can say it here. But I have a new co-host for horror film lovers, so it's nice because my last co-host, which is Sarah Atkins, unfortunately, um, she has to work on her health and and do a lot of things, and she's just can't can't do it. She can't concentrate and focus on on doing stuff once a once a month and that's fair like you know it's it's a big commitment and uh some people just can't handle it i uh, can't when they're when they're doing like a lot of stuff like i get it um so she left on the descent um we were you know we had the um we just did the house um uh, uh the the house of the devil and i did that with uh special guest michael mcclinn who is now the new co-host so we did not announce it on that because we didn't discuss it before. Because I, it was sort of a, it was special guest. Like I was planning to do it by myself, you know, kind of like I do this show, you know. I was like, oh, I'll just do that by myself, and we had such a fun time talking about House of the Devil and everything. I was like, do you want to be the co-host? Because he every time I bring things up, he's like, I want to talk about that, you know, right? And I'll be like. 
That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if you know, you know, Michael McLean, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he, um, awesome. it, he's the new co-host and, um, for now, I mean, who knows if he'll, if he'll want to stay on forever or not I me mean, for, for at least a year, but, um, he is our, is the new one. And then, uh, uh, we'll have special guests hopefully as well. If not, it's just me and him. Uh, Rebecca Reinhardt and I are still doing eighties horror films. So, uh, if we get one crazy one, we'll talk to you maybe, but we do it at like 5 PM. So some people can't make it, you know, cause it's too early. Like people yeah, I always still at work. If I can ever make it, love Rebecca. Yes, I know. You and Rebecca have a lot of fun. Forever, so. Yeah, she's an awesome. She's and awesome. 80s horror is always good. Not 80s always. horror, 90s horror. Uh, horror film lovers is a lot of 2000s so, and, and earlier than yeah. 80s. So that's our big plan. I mean, occasionally we might like once a, uh, once a season have something that's 80s or 90s, but it's... Yeah. You know, and those are the big ones, you know, and everything. But I'm gonna really try to keep 80s and 90s to the 80s and 90s shows. Yeah, of course. You don't really. I mean, you have a lot, but like, if I'm doing it for other podcasts, so then I'm gonna... good 2000s movies too that I'm gonna talk about. So yeah, uh, like I said, uh, Descent, House of the Devil. We did uh, did a lot last year. Like you know. Um, 12 i think 10 episodes 10 episodes so it was a good last season it was good season before you know we're gonna continue continue this stuff and maddie you're always welcome on all the shows and you know you've been on indie film cafe you've been on uh, yeah you're pretty much on everything so far (laughs) there's been maybe a few that you haven't been on yet 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 being the word you know but until then I want to say thank you so much and everybody else. Thank you guys for checking this out. Let us know what you guys think. Were you guys uh, happy with this and whatnot? Um, And uh, yeah. So let me know what you guys uh, uh, are expecting from uh, the show. Like, I think I have how many more episodes. I I think we've got a few more um, left um, from. Yeah. So um, we've got, Let's see. One, two, three, four, five more. Wow. So halfway through. Um, awesome. I'm really looking forward to like, you know, having having more of this stuff going on. In fact, I might, I don't know. We'll see how many. I might do more. No. Um wow. just because it ends in September and I don't like it ending in September. I don't want it to end in well, it's actually I don't know. We'll see. I might I might have it end in December or so, you know. So, um, but that's the beauty of this show is I can do whatever the fuck I want when I want to do it. Exactly. You know? I can change it up. I can make it like only have five episodes if I don't want to do. But whatever you want to do, you're yep. the showrunner. I am the showrunner. I'm showrunner for way too much. Um, <laughs> so maybe I think I might be stopping in September because I need a break. <laughs> you know, but I think I'm going to record a lot of them beforehand too. You know, so they're all already done. You know. Pre, like this is in April or this is supposed to be for April this is March you know that we recorded it so I think in April I might record one or two and then you know so on and so forth so mm-hmm. well thank you guys for checking this out uh join us next uh month or join me for I don't know what we're doing exactly yet um 
I have ideas, but you know, um, things may change. So we'll see. Um, until then, everybody have a good one and thank you, Maddie. Yeah.